that, I'm just going to hand the rest of the service over to Pastor, who will take it from here. Amen. Praise God. Well, bless each and every one that is here. Thank you, Kim, for that word. We could just um, call it a day after that word. But you know what? Let's um, Because God is uh, so rich that he has so much to give, you know, we would be um, not doing justice to ourselves by not de demanding more from heaven this morning, by not demanding more. You know, as that um, song was playing, the first one by Tasha Cobbs, I thought, you know, of myself, I was thinking, and I was gonna throw this out there. If you were around when Jesus was on the earth and you were there, what, you know, I, I was wondering, would I be the, 13th disciple would I annoy the Lord so much that I wouldn't that you'd have to let me in or maybe they'd have, um, by God's grace would they have given me um, or one of you guys uh, Judas's place would we just like go you know what even when he said don't follow me go back home we're saying no way we're still gonna pursue you Lord we're hiding behind trees and bushes right wherever they go we're gonna be behind it. well we have that opportunity today to um, differentiate ourselves, that God would actually know you by name. It might not be your earthly name, but there's a name that God has for you in heaven. And you know, we congregate together, we come together, and it's a beautiful thing when we come together, when we worship together, when we um, greet each other in church. And sometimes we allow that to be the, the main event. We allow that to be the main thing. And, you know, that is um, just the grace and the goodness of God that allows us to connect on that level. But we must go back to the essence of why we gather. And then allow those, I always call it the horizontal relationships, to have their proper place. So we can allow the, the socializing and all of those factors to distract us sometimes even businesses begin to um, be passed around in church and that that is um can be a good thing at times but the focus has to be jesus christ and and then also the individual relationship that we have with the lord we see ourselves sometimes as believers as christians because we go to church and we do the religious activity and we can call brother so and so and sister so and so and we pray together but the important thing is that, you know, if you had five children, there are times when you're speaking to them collectively. And then there are times that you're speaking to them individually. There are times that you're relating to them individually. It's just the time that you're giving to this particular child in this moment. It's not always a general thing. So and we can only manage two, three, five, and then some people can go up to 10. Well, God bless them with all of that energy, but I got stuck at two. The idea, God has many children and he can steward and grow up many all at once in the billions, including every single one that is on the planet. And he knows each one of them individually. He doesn't look on the earth and just say my people in a general sense. He looks on the earth and he calls you by name. He knows you right now as I speak. Let me see who I'm seeing. I'm seeing um, Dana. Dana's name up there. I'm seeing Nayasha's name up there. I'm seeing Elizabeth's name up there and Anna's name up there. And God in this moment 
knows each one of us individually and he wants to take it deeper your individual walk with jesus christ this morning is everybody holding like a bible do you all have a bible in your hand this morning it's not just the minister that's supposed to um you know come in your church with the bible but you're supposed to have a bible you're supposed to be familiarizing yourself with that with the word reading the word and seeing what god is speaking to you on an individual basis desiring him you know in this season i'll tell you what god is looking for you know when god created man you know what he was doing expanding the family of heaven in a more intimate sense that's why he gave man will a will that we could choose we could choose to fellowship with him we could choose to love him being in his likeness and in his image in this season god is looking for people for relationship he's looking for lovers he's not looking for people that only wants to pray and seek a miracle seek him for a blessing enough of that where this morning we're going to deal with the is the heart the heart of god the heart of god and people this morning your life's going to change today your life is going to change today. God is going to give you a greater understanding and a greater revelation of the relationship that he desires to have with you on an individual basis. That you would walk with him every second of every day. That's where we're going at now. Yes, you're going to go to church. Yes, you're going to have brothers and sisters and associations that God is going to take you to. But the most important thing is going to be your relationship with him. Your relationship with him. You're going to love, you know, many of you have had challenges in praying and staying before the presence of the Lord. And you have had challenges in reading the word consistently. God is going to remove those things from you, those distractions. And you're going to encounter him in a different way after today. In a more personal way in a more definite way definite way and when you go to actually have a conversation with God you're going to leave your phone and shut it down it's not in your prayer room it's you and the Lord and you're gonna lay there in his presence and talk to him and you're gonna relax and await him to speak to you and you're going to hear his voice. That's the invitation that God is giving you this morning. And we're going to respond to this. Each and every person here, you're going to respond to this. We're saying this thing by faith. We're going to respond. And you know what? Let's do something also. Let's let, Next week, we're going to share testimony. And those who wanted to hear from God personally, you're going to take the time out this week after we go through this lesson. And you're going to hear from God. And you're going to come back next week and we're going to allow you to share your testimony. Give us a call earlier and let us know. And we're going to listen to how the Lord spoke to you. How you heard his voice. After we go, God is going to clarify a few things. By the grace of God, the Holy Spirit is going to help us to clarify a few things. And get a few things that are hindering us. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. We're going to take those things 
out of the way totally and it's going to be a one-dimensional thing it's going to be less about your pastor it's going to be less about your sister so and so that can pray for you or brother so and so that can pray for you you're going to come back with the testimony of how you heard the voice of god with clarity with clarity you're going to um you know that story talks about that lady that touched she purposed in her heart after having this infirmity in her body for many years she purposed in her heart that if she touched Jesus is the hem of Jesus's garment she would be made whole she did not deliberate on the results that she was going to get she had a, an assurance she had heard enough which was not a lot to know that there this Jesus he was her creator that he was a God of love and that even the because the other people that she were visited visiting trying to get her healing they could um if they could they would have helped her it's just that they never had the answers they couldn't heal her with the medicines and the stuff that they had they would have but they, so she, when she when it came on to god she somehow had a revelation of the love of god for his creation without a preacher and here it is this woman, you, you see, just because you're at church don't mean you're receiving. That's why we're going to the heart of what needs to be dealt with. Because this woman was not in the circle of people around Jesus Christ. And when she decided in her heart that she was going to pursue this Jesus, find out where he is, <clears throat> and touch his, the cloth, that he, the clothes that he wore. She made up her mind that she was going to receive what they who were around him, those who were in church. Hello. I'm talking to somebody here. You're not a regular up at church. Okay? And you know the kind of like the believers, the people that are of God. Well, let me tell you something. I'm showing you an example now. Why you need to barge through that, that church. Because when I, once I got the revelation of Jesus Christ, I begin to understand that the religious people that were there which was given no testimony, very little testimonies to this Jesus and disappointing half of the half of the people in church all the time. I begin to barge over. I walked on their heads. I like, listen, no religion here. I walked on there. I trampled on them and I present myself in front of God. And I say, Lord, those people there, they deserve what they got. I step on their head. You anoint me now. And you know what the Lord said? Why did you step on your head? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. That oil, it came. Hello, I'm walking with that oil now. That's the attitude that Jesus is looking for. That, that is the mindset that he's looking for. He's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman that will desire and hunger and thirst for him. Burn for Jesus Christ. Listen, what we are talking about this morning is the essence of your existence hello i hope i can communicate what god is putting on my heart for you this morning the essence of why you are here the what the government did and they are doing what is what, what your parents and your family sometimes indoctrinate inside of you that is not consistent with god's word let's undo that this morning let's undo it Let's throw off 
all of those things that speaks to you about who you really are. We went back a few weeks ago to the Garden of Eden. God is going to clarify and remove those things this morning. I want to make that point that we are before the throne of grace. It's God that we are having conversations with now. God, understand what he can do. He only needs your yes. He only needs your commitment. He only needs an a mentality of continuity from you, a commitment. And irregardless of your situation, irregardless of where you are in life, no. It, in this moment, like that woman, in a moment's time, she decided, my life is changed. And she didn't see this Jesus. And she purposed to take, to take. And a bone came inside of her that even after she took, it's after she took and received, she woke. She, something spoke to her and she said, did I steal? And the Lord turned to her and he comforted her. He comforted her. He, he, you know what he said to her? My daughter. He owned her as a child of God. You see that rebel, Satan, that rebel that I hate. I hate him. Thank God. You said, the Bible said, don't hate. Well, I hate Satan. I'm telling you that. By my choice, I hate him. If you're going to hate, hate the devil. And hate his system of operation that is on this earth. And disconnect yourself from him. Totally disconnect yourself from the kingdom of darkness. That is my advice to you this morning. That is the advice that Jesus Christ gave as he walked this earth. Disconnect yourself from the kingdom of darkness. People of God, children of the living God, we are, we are too connected with this world. This organization, that organization, great ideas. They are not endorsed by God. It's only one, one message we have. One Lord we are, one master, Jesus Christ. And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. And when you decide to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, decide and call it done. <clears throat> Run after him now. Seek the knowledge, the, everything. Seek the, to become the individual that he desires to make you into. Now, this is where the problem is. I, I pause on the message a little bit. This is where the problem is because we don't have enough strength to overcome many times the things that are around us, the people that are around us, our blood connection. We don't have enough strength. We don't have enough vigor to break them off and truly explode into God, explode into God. We're not getting the approval of friends and family, and it's painful. It, it hurts. And that is the cost. That is the cost for following Jesus Christ, for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is the cost. Will you pay that price? Will you make up your mind this morning? Or are you in the church game playing thing? Are you playing church? You know, this ministry here, we are going to, some people you see and then you won't see them again. Well, it's actually a blessing at times. 
you know, because we don't like having useless conversation. We are not into the fraternizing only. The people that love the Lord Jesus Christ and want to do God uh, business with him, we will hang out with those people 24-7. And then the people that are not, the idea is that they might be saved, that we might contend in prayer for their salvation. So we love the people. We are in fellowship in dark with darkness. No. And we are, we are asking God to give us the fullness of what he has promised. The fullness. So you have to differentiate now your walk with God. That he would know every one of us. Each and every person here. Get with Jesus Christ. This is how you make it to heaven, by the way. This is how you receive salvation. I said it before. God is not allowing any more rebels into the kingdom. He's not allowing another. Uh, we are not going to have part two. We're, there's not going to be another Lucifer. And that's why there is only one way. And that is Jesus Christ. And, th and then you submitting and subjecting your life to his lordship in totality. And he transition you into his kingdom. And if you try to get in any other way, let me tell you, even by the hypocrisy that you believe, that you can stay in this world and have fun and live in sin. And then the idea that you believe in, in this Jesus is going to make you to, to um, take you to heaven. Well, I got bad news for you. Take, turn your oven on in your um, kitchen, put it up to the max, put your hand in there. And when it burns, don't take your hand out. Get used to that because you're going into the belly of the herd. They're not teaching the preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not too many people are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here in Canada, it's soft. It's very, very mild, mild. And I, I speak by experience. I talk to people from all walks of life. You know, most Christians that I go outside and talk to, they can't even talk about this Jesus for five minutes. They can't talk about the Lord for five minutes. Right here in, this, uh, in, in the city of London, province of Ontario, country of Canada, most Christians that I meet, they can't have a conversation with God. Five minutes. The minute we begin to get into the real thing, they're gone. This is the reality of what we're, what we're in. It's fake. And we're calling that thing out. Because, you know, we want people to transition to heaven. To go to heaven. The people around us, they're going to hell. It gives me great joy to speak the truth. And as long as I preach this gospel, as long as I, God allow me to speak to people, my God Almighty, I will cater to no man, individually nor collectively. Numerically, it doesn't matter to me. The more is the more, the more I'm going to preach. If you bring one million right before me now, and I'm doing it the same way. I'm not, you know, we lo I love everybody. And that's why I'm doing this. Out of love, we're doing this. Out of, we sold everything. Okay? I don't, I left everything to do what I'm doing now. And I'm doing this 24 7 From morning to night. Period. That is the existence. That is why we are here. Nothing else. Apart from that, God can transition this body down into the hurt and take my, my spirit and my soul and take it to heaven. No. If I plug out a Jesus, there is no purpose to my existence. The, the house that you guys are, are uh, hunting down, the cars, the material things, and all of those type of things, let me tell you, I will burn them in a moment's time for the Lord. In a moment, I will burn them. My existence is spiritual in context. 
And that is the way the Lord Jesus Christ designed it. This half-baked Christianity that is deflated by Monday morning. Hello. Huh. Some people, but uh, that's why they can't stay before a present. Hello. How are they going to stay in the presence of God if you can't hear his word and love it? And you can't love the transition that he's calling you into. We, can, we have many recommendations, hello, of dead churches down here in London. And I have passed through Toronto and been there a long time. And I've passed through the dead churches too. And I, we can recommend you to those. If you're looking for a social club, but if you want to touch this Jesus, and when you touch him, hello, you want virtue, command that virtue out of him. Like that woman did for her healing. If you want power to flow inside of you and, and make you into his likeness and into his image, get ready and commit. And don't do the hypocrisy of Canadian Christians. And don't do the hypocrisy of North American Christian, American Christian. It's few of them that know the Lord. Few. Will you make a decision that God would know your name today? Will you make a decision? Or you're, you're here for some other something else. We're looking for the remnant army. Not everybody. Not everybody. Bring them, Father, in Jesus' name. Bring them down to the river. And try them down there for us. Try them, O oh Lord God. And send back the numbers and the players. Send them home. Let them raise families and buy homes and cars. And send us champions, spiritual giants, hungry, thirsty people. We are going to keep at, at this level right here. We are camping out. Okay? Until the remnant army comes. We ain't going into battle with lukewarm Christians. No. I'd rather do it patient. And wait on the Lord to send champions. The ones who love him. And we're going to go out and do it. This is your moment. This is your moment to choose Jesus Christ. In the context of how he called you. Not in the context of how you understand. In the context of scripture. You can't just come the way you choose. No. And God is never going to change his word. Settle that also. The way to do this is for the human being, the individual on earth, to allow the power, the grace of God to transition them, to transform and change them and make them the individual that is written about in his word. So this morning is about your individual walk with Jesus Christ. You didn't come into the world, even if you have Siamese twin. Hello. Disconnect yourself from Siamese twin today. Disconnect. It's you alone. Me alone. I got brothers. I got a sister. But this walk that I'm walking with God, I got a wife. Hello. What if she decides that she don't want to um, pursue Jesus? Goodbye. What if my children decide that they don't want to pursue Jesus? That's their deal. I will pray for them. I will speak to them, but I'm following this Jesus Christ. And I tell her the same thing. 
If I plug out, you plug out from me. Who am I? Can I transition you to heaven? God can change. Don't worry about the, the material needs that you have, okay? The financial needs that you have. The medical conditions that are there. Provision has been made for that with this relationship that I'm talking to you about. Provision has been made for all the other areas of your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all, all of his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. The idea is to put your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength into Christ, into Je this Jesus Christ. He will battle for you. He won't leave you. He will battle for you. He battled for us even when we are in darkness. How much more now when we come into the light? It's your wake up moment. It's your time. You're hearing this. Many have heard and many didn't respond. And many have been lost eternally. Eternally. Don't enjoy the momentary so-called pleasures of this earth. Momentary pleasures. You notice? The minute you do it, you're thinking about the next. The moment is gone. The moment of sin is gone. And you're looking forward to the next one. Don't en enjoy those things for a moment. Look now to the eternal. Look now to the spiritual. That, that is where there is value. The value is not in this material world. You're wasting your time. That's why I encourage you to read the word. Let's go to Psalms 103, verses 7. How do we do this? You know, let's do something else before we do it. Let's go to... 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, and we'll read 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture, all of this Bible here is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, see, you things you have to correct that are strongholds in the mind, planted there even by or, you know, well-meaning family members. For instruction in righteousness. Number 17, that the man of God, every day, every time you walk in a church, now somebody saying, man of God. Yeah, they don't even know you and you don't know them. And it's, they qualify you as a man of God. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That's why we're going through the word here now. Let the word of God speak to you. Let the word of God correct those positions that you hold that are not consistent with him. When you hear the word, let it transition you. Take it and go, this area of my life is not according to scripture. Father, help me by your Holy Spirit to change and align with your word. With that being said, let's move now to Psalms 103. Psalms 103 and verses seven. We're setting you up so you can get in your closet with hunger, desire, and thirst and pray and see God. Go back to the old pattern where a man that want to make contact with heaven would lay before God 
until he answers it. Verses 7. It says, He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. A psalm of David. And David observed, and David was observing the benefits of the Lord. The benefits of the Lord. You know, if we go back to verses 1, look what it says. Look what David observed about God. I want these words to pierce your heart this morning. I want these words that is by inspiration of God to you, each and every person here. Understand that God spoke this to you individually. Individually. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. This here is my God. What kind of God we have? Huh? What a loving God. It, people of God, would you agree with me this morning that the chaos that we see in the world after reading this scripture, it's it's hard to understand. How, how is the world in this state after God wrote this? It's 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 practically impossible. I don't know how that God could have spoken these kind of words, and the world is in this state. And we, you and I, know that this God is true and real, and the world is in this state by choice by choice and I'm saying here don't be a part of that don't be a part of that look at verse 5 who satisfied thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles the Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed but this verse is 7 David made these observations by the Spirit. Verse 7, he made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. I, this is what I want to talk about this morning. Why is that? That God made, revealed himself to Moses, but not to the people. The way the scripture puts it, you would think that it was God who purposed in his heart to reveal himself to that dimension to Moses only, and not to the children of Israel. Is it so? Or was it something else that happened here? Was it by choice? You, let's go to Romans 2. Romans 2 and verses 4. Oh, amen. Romans 2, it says, Or despiseth despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Do you know the goodness of God that you're enjoying is basically to invite you into intimacy. It's, it's his, he's expressing his love for you through everything that you enjoy, even the life that you have. To, it's an invitation into intimacy, into relationship. So God sent Moses 
to profess his love to these people, the Israelites, when they were in slavery, when they were in bondage. That's what he did. He basically sent this Moses to profess his love because he's a spirit. He's from another kingdom. And he had to invoke a lot of power to express this love to the children of Israel. And he did. He did. With signs, wonders, and miracles. Supernatural provision. An army. They had no army. Pretty much. They had no army. God was their fight. And God provided for them. And transitioned them. With a great promise. To take them into a land flowing with milk and honey. A land of freedom. And they never made it there. I'm referencing that this morning. We are doing the same thing. Today, 2021. After the scriptures. After all Jesus Christ. We are doing the same thing. Christians are doing the same thing. Not And if it was a small group, that would be um, okay. Majority are Christians. We're not in the fullness of the call of Christ on our lives. And that's why even as the body of Christ, I mean, I know no, a lot of you are impressed. I'm not impressed. I am not impressed at all. No, I'm not impressed with what's happening in the body of Christ. I'm not impressed with the, with the Christians, not even myself. I'm, I'm not impressed with myself and the level. I'm seeking greater, greater levels of God. We should be, we have to go back to um, sometime hundreds of year, uh, years to read about God's generals. And God is trying to assemble a team. No, no, no. God is not the, the God of the past. He's the God of the now also. The now. Who is going to rise up with commitment to Jesus Christ? Who is going to rise up? Who is going to decide once and for all? and make decisions and stick with those decisions and say, you know what? I'm not chasing the money. We're, God is looking for those people. We here at Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry that God has called. I didn't make up my mind that I want to be a preacher. Can I? What would I have to give people? Motivational speeches. What would it benefit people? You know, the, a, a lot of motivational speakers are out there that, you know, the Tony Robbins and all those guys. And they can motivate you if you want to have financial success. That is not what this is about. This is beyond that. This is spiritual in context. What they're doing, uh, you know, uh, you know, it might have some benefit. God is calling individuals. That is my message this morning. Individuals. Up to this level that is written in scripture. Not to the one that you make up in your mind. You know how many Gospels you have out there? Everybody I meet have a Gospel. Everybody, a different level of the Bible. In, And this is not a third world country we live in, like they put it. As if they, you know, I, you know, people just don't read the Bible. People just live a life convenient to their to them the life the lifestyle that they want to live just out of convenience that which favors the flesh exodus 33 
Exodus 33, and we'll read verses 11 and just the A part. As I read this scripture, understand that this is for all of us. This is here is for all of us, but it's by choice. If you have not been communing with the Spirit, if you are not been, have not been hearing the voice of God, let me tell you this morning, it's not God's fault. And God is merciful, so he's giving you another invitation now. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. As a man speaketh unto his friend. Isn't that astounding that God, the mighty, powerful, loving, I can't find words to describe God. The, the, the words that are in the, the languages, the earthly languages, cannot give explanation to God. It can't. Too weak and watered down to find words. Do you know, listen, if you, you, can, you can only speak to uh, God can have seven plus billion conversations all at once. We're not talking about a man. Why is it? The question is, why is it that God spoke to Moses face to face? You see the signs and the wonders and the miracles that Moses saw. The dimension of God that he saw came out of the realm of the spirit to free the people. He realized a few things about God. That God is loving. That this God was the creator of the heavens and the earth. And it touched his heart. It spoke to the depths of him. The God that was inside of him because it was his creator. He responded in that dimension. He responded with the love. With the right response. And that is why the Lord spake unto Moses face to face this morning God wants to speak begin to speak to you face to face not once not once in encounters constantly guiding your life in every area of your life he wants a relationship God is looking for lovers lovers he's looking to expand the family of heaven intimately you can't resist the love of God how many of you have run away a little bit from this? Some guy, some girl has caused you to run away from God. It's your moment to say goodbye. Unless the relationship is constructed in God, don't let it hold a position in your life contrary to his will. And send a signal to the people around you very firm treat them like thieves you know if a thief come into your house and you get the chance to take him out you know you wouldn't hesitate he's taking your material things so you know when you have ungodly people around you people want to take you out of the presence of god they want to steal your spiritual position in heaven your salvation 
and they're using nice words, manipulative words. They're sent by demons. If they don't, if they don't want to give their life to Jesus Christ, run until God, until they change, or the Lord, something has to give there. This is the tough decisions that we have to make. Exodus 33 and 13. The confirmation is in the word of God. How Moses, now, how did he do it? You see, God has given us the technology. He has given us the answers. He has, he has shown us the way on how to do it. How to be like the Moses. And to be even like Jesus Christ himself. And, and hello, it's the power of God that is going to assist you to do this. The power of God. Verses 13 of Exodus 33. Now therefore, I pray thee, pray, if I have found grace in thy sight. We already dealt with that. We have all found grace in the sight of God. He sent us Jesus Christ. That is more than, I don't know, no words to describe that kind of grace. Show me now thy way. Hello. This is why God spoke to Moses face to face. That I may know thee. That I may know thee. He, he had a heart. A heart. When you get up tomorrow morning, think about this. Think about this. Ask God for hunger and thirst. That I may know thee. That I, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people, is thy people. That is what Moses did. The children of Israel saw the exploit, the exploits of this God. They saw the exploits of this God. Why is it that it did not transition them into this same perspective and heart that Moses had for God and is it the same thing that is happening today, to, today in the church that people are only looking to God for miracles but they don't want relationship and it, it, you know I'm, I bet most of you agree with me with what I'm saying here you all agree with me you've seen this this morning here is not a a morning of condemnation. No. Because you're, we are all here this morning. You see, God, we cannot speak about the patience of God with his people. The mercy of God. Oh my God. When someone gets on our nerve, we, how quickly we become impatient with them. Our, our Father that made us that the earth has been waiting on us for countless years to come into the fullness for how long I don't know how God does it I you know I have no I'm asking God to show me really I need to pray more and ask God that he might show me how is it that he's so good and merciful and so patient and so loving It's our moment this morning to respond, to begin to say like Moses, show me now thy way that I may know thee. 
individually individually we come to the church by 500 of us are at the church and every single man every single woman every single child have a revelate the revelation of jesus christ and love him above everything else you see the heart of god when you deal with that person that's what god is looking for it's not that we would run to and fro on the earth constantly busy constantly enamored with the things of this earth no no constantly thinking that we have to hustle to eat and to drink when god is the one that created the earth and everything here it will respond to you when you respond to god the circumstances around your finances will respond around your health will respond the circumstances with the relational issues that you're having will respond out of this relationship this fellowship with god moses was running from egypt and god dealt it the relationship that he had with god dealt that with that issue every issue that is in your life when you settle your heart and give a, so, uh, fullness of your life to the Lordship of Christ, every other issue will be dealt with. God will now make you into a man of God. The children of Israel missed it. They missed it. Exodus. Exodus 32, 1 to 6. Look at this. I want us to look at the results of not having intimacy with God. Look at the results of them not transitioning and letting the God, the miracle working power of God. And the love that they saw he had for them transitioned them into relationship. Verses 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. See, they look into a man again because they never had relationship. So they called the nearest thing that they thought was to God. What a big mistake on top of it. And said unto him, Up, get up. Meaning, get up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, you see, all of a sudden, it wasn't, where, where did Moses get this power to bring them, to transition them into this land? You, do you see what they said here? As for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. You know what God did? Uh, let, let's go back down to number seven. Look at what God did. You know what the Lord did? He agreed with them. And the Lord said unto Moses, verses seven. We go, we'll go back to verses two. And the Lord said unto Moses, go get thee down for thy people. God disowned them because they disowned him. For thy people, which thou brought, which thou brought us out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. God came into agreement with what they spoke out of their own mouth. 
in that moment. Oh, my Father, have mercy on us this morning, oh, Lord God, that we might get it. Ha! That we might get it, that we might get it, that we might get it. Verses 2. And Aaron said unto them, Aaron, the priest, listen, imagine this now. The, the, the children of Israel, they didn't get it. But Aaron, my God and my king, you see how careful we have to be? The man that was walking beside Moses and Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people broke, break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. My God and my King. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. Verses 5. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. The Lord that they made from their hands. That is the result of not having intimacy with God. That is the result of not allowing the goodness of God to lead you to repentance and then now allowing repentance to lead you now to intimacy intimacy relationship you're a child of god he's your heavenly father how is it that he created us and we can pursue things in the natural above him we're pursuing husbands wives material things and God is in the realm of the spirit screaming screaming at us why because he, he made us in his likeness and his image as close to himself as possible and gave us choices the idea is that we would respond to God once and for all. He will give you, he will bless your life. Don't make a molten image out of your job. Out of the amount of money that is in the bank. Out of your job situation and your social status. That's what we're doing in 2021. Forget about the molten images. They're not, I mean, nations are still doing that but people are having different kinds of things that are taking the place of God in their life even believers and that's why you ain't seen the we, we are not seeing that miracle working power of God in our lives because we're not committed to him and we celebrate whenever the Lord does something that goodness is not that your view of right standing with God no the rain fall on the just and also on the unjust. What is it that differentiates that Jesus Christ is in your life? Because we have wealthy people out there in the world. You see? I want to call some names. Lisa. Lily. Hear, hear, hear the words of the Lord this morning. Come, my daughter. Intimacy. 
intimacy. Is somebody running there? Oh no, I thought somebody was running. No, someone is coming. <laughs> Jesus is calling. That that song. You know why I'm singing? The the worship people are. They don't want to worship on um on Zoom. They're waiting for the live event. So when you hear me sing, I'm compensating for them. I hope they feel the pain of the horror of my voice, and they repent and, be, and make themselves available to God. God is calling you, Nadine. Shade, I'm calling you up, guys. God is calling you, high-level calling, this morning. Who is saying yes? Somebody run. See that? <laughs> Maybe they got bumped up. <laughs> no miracles for some people. No relationship. The message, the word of God is supposed to challenge you. It's supposed to challenge you until you come into agreement. We're not going to make it convenient. This thing is about change. This thing about, is about transitioning from the person that you were to know a position in Christ. And the Bible said that we shall have the mind of Christ. Is the mind of Christ inside of you this morning. The mind, the same mind, permit the same mind that was in Christ Jesus to be in you. How would you think? How would you act? What would you spend your time doing? What would you spend your finances doing? You have to inspect those things and you will find your motivation. You will find out your inspiration, the inspiration behind the things that you do. Do they come from God? You see, after Moses had this encounter with God, everything that he did was as a direction from God, an instruction from God. Is God instructing you in your individual life? In the choices that you're making? Are you praying about them? Are you counseling before God, before you make decisions? My God and my King, get it right. Get it right, people. This is an opportunity. This is a conversation. This is here before the God of all flesh, the God of heaven and earth. What a privilege this morning. They want to get your interest into some local conversation, some earthly conversation, some earthly commitment. That you might pursue those things above this, above the word of God, above the calling of Christ. The world is also screaming. Hollywood is screaming at you. Friends are screaming at you. Droning out the voice of God, the voice of your creator, the voice of the one who loves you. We can't allow that to happen. It was Moses versus how many of them came out of Egypt? Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of them came out of Egypt. And Moses, because he was so close with God. You see what happened? When you walk with God, you're mighty, you're powerful. They can't overcome you. Because the power of God was inside of him. And is available to everyone here this morning. Make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. Don't let earthly relationships pull you away from him they could not they could they could you see what happened the difference between moses and aaron do you see the difference now between moses and aaron moses committed his ways and he had a relationship with god 
and Aaron was walking beside Moses. And when the people came to Aaron, you know what? The Bible should have been written a different way if Aaron was being the priest that he should have been. The Bible would have been written a different way. It would have either said he's called them or they kill him. He should have stood in his priestly office that morning, that day. Instead of saying to the people, bring me the earrings that are made of gold. And forming a calf out of his, with his own hands. Oh, the mercy of God that transitioned Aaron into a true priest. And the mercy of God that is available. They don't like to hear this, this preaching in church, you know. They don't like to hear this preaching in church. They want to see the miracles. But guess what? I was watching, guys, I was watching the miracles on, on um, reading them in books. Hello. And I'm watching them for, I did for years. Very entertaining. Very stimulating. But guess what? In my own life, shame. They weren't happening. I was missing an element of this whole thing. Okay? And the churches that I was going into, like I said, I see Sister Paul, Sister Sue, and everybody hopping around in Cain. The older ones hopping on Cain, sick, disease. And I'm going home and watching Supernatural. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Lord, show me, show me what is wrong. Something is not right here. My spirit is troubled. Because this woman never consulted with Jesus Christ before she touched him and pulled forth her healing in her body. I don't know if she had been converted in that dimension. I don't know how much understanding she had. I don't think she had much. And she pulled out of him. And these people are preaching messages after messages after messages. And I don't see that power flowing. Something is wrong. The math don't add up. Somebody messed with the equation somewhere in between. And the answer don't equate to the content of the equation. And God, by his wisdom, is sending us back into that equation and into that formula to figure out somebody added something here and there and took away a little bit here and there. Paul said, let no man preach any other gospel but this other gospel that I preach to you. And if such a man preach such a gospel unto you, let him be accursed. And I say again, let him be accursed. We are going back into the word of God and figure out the things that they told us, that we learned along the way. We, we learned some good things. Not everything is bad. We learn a lot. We learn a lot about salvation. But how is it now that we bring the wonder-working power of God out of the heaven? You see, that now is relationship. That now is intimacy. That's the place that Moses occupied. That is a place of submission. That is a place that whenever Moses had an issue, he would go back to that God and counsel with him and spoke to him face to face. That's what God is looking for in this season. Individuals, I want to see the glory of God on you when I meet you and see you. I want to see the glory of God on your faces. Don't, don't look at the pastor only and think it's him. It's not us. No. Uh-uh. Jeremiah 29. We have 
the understanding. Do, guys, we have the understanding for this to happen. We're not, we're not flipping a coin. This thing here, let me tell you something. It has to work. If you work it the way it's in scripture, it has to work. Hands down. It has to work. Period. Jeremiah 29. 11 to 13. Hear, hear the heart of God. Hear his heart. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall he call upon me. You see that? Then shall he call upon me. God is waiting for us to call upon him. And ye shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. Let me read this again. Understand this. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. And not of evil. So God has thoughts of peace and not of evil towards you. To give you an expected end. To give you uh, an end consistent with goodness, with mercy, with blessings. We settled that already now. And now God is saying, this is how you do that. Then shall he call upon me, and he shall go and pray unto me. This is our part. And I will hearken unto you. Look at this now. You see, God is all about total commitment. This is why you see the void in the Christians around you in their life. They know the language. Hello. And they sing the songs. Okay. But they're not doing this. They're not dead. And ye shall seek me. And find me. When ye shall search for me with all your heart. All your heart. I don't want to be a person. That has the language of a Christian. That everybody knows. That I can quote scriptures. Brother so and so. Sister so and so. Love the Lord in a general sense. In a general sense. I want to be the. I want to be the person. That will make the hard decisions. When the Lord said go I go. When the Lord said do I do. Lord what is your will. And if you're asking me to walk into a ball of fire. That is going to literally terminate me in a moment time it's uncomfortable it's painful lord give me the grace that i do it god is looking for people that will make hard and tough decisions not the ones that are fellowshipping with their issues and won't hear his voice and take his solution and trying to solve them on their own year after year after year after year after year if you're in a position that won't change it's not you it's not god it's you and it's your perspective on that situation. Until you allow Jesus Christ to take lordship of your life, you will manage that thing and you will, you will do all of the religious activity. You will pray, speak, um, uh, re recite verses and all of those type of things that make you feel good and spiritual. But God is really has nothing to do with that situation. You own it. He's still merciful. He will still talk to you about other areas of your life. He will still provide for you. But that issue that you're dealing with, dealing with that won't go away you own it it's not god and let me tell you something if you live another 100 years and keep it like that it won't change 
because you haven't given it to God. This thing is about selling out. This thing is about disconnecting every other source and going to the true source, the one who made you. That is what this is about. Individualize your walk with God. Individualize it. Power is available to you this morning. Power of God is available. There is no situation where a man on the planet that breathes breath can manipulate you. When you're walking with God, you will always walk tall and have confidence because you know he's going to provide for your needs. Nobody can hold you hostage, period, if you're walking with Jesus Christ. No man. When there was nobody to take food to Elijah, a raven, a greedy raven bird took him meat. You see, we need to go back to the source. We have been interjecting people in our life and, and becoming dependent on them. And they are hindering our walk with God. We need to eject them out of our plane and say, bye-bye. I am, I am now enlightened about who I am. And then now say, God, I just fired up the so-called boss. No, you promise in your word that you will provide for my needs. And now here I am. I put my trust and my faith in you. Let your wonder work in power now. Come out of heaven and flow in any area, any area. No man on earth that breathes breath will manipulate my life. None. And I ain't joining no associations and no movement either. Everybody have an agenda. There's only two agendas on the planet, period. All of the other ones are just deluded people. One for God and the enemy has his own agenda. And uh, people were, were um, starting many things that seem as if they're, you know, noble. The only thing God didn't call him to start it. So it looks good to society. <clears throat> All of these movements that are coming. The signature of God is not on them. They can't call my phone. Ain't joining none. We already joined the one, the, the one, the kingdom of heaven. We already joined. We already settled the score. And until we die, hello, we will not be searching for anything else. There will not never be a day, thank God, by His grace. There will never be a, another day in this life that I live on this planet where I will ever be frustrated or confused about anything. I settled all of those things long time ago. Thank God. And that's what the Lord is saying this morning. I'll cut it there. That is what God is saying this morning. Will you now commit to this level of Jesus Christ, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life? Individually, individually. So let me pray. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we just give you praise and thanks this morning. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your long suffering, your patience, your goodness. Oh God Almighty. We thank you for all that you have poured out and you continue to pour out, oh Lord God. For there are many that are standing behind pulpits this morning that are preaching your word, oh God. For you're constantly speaking to your people in the earth realm. You're constantly calling us into intimacy, into relationship, into fellowship, into love. 
And as we are gathered here this morning at Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry, Lord God Almighty, I lift up each and every household, each and every person before you, oh God, that heard this message this morning, that is contemplating, oh Lord God Almighty, this message this morning, and I pray you give them grace, grace, ability, sufficient, oh God, to overcome this world and to live a life committed to you, oh God, that it would not be a momentary thing, Father, we ask in Jesus' name, but it would be commitments that are lifetime commitments, oh God. Yes, Lord. Touch your people this morning, Father, we pray. Every household, every family that is represented here, let this, these words, let it pierce their heart, oh Lord, and let them respond like Moses responded to you, oh God. When he saw your goodness, when he saw your power, oh God, it invoked the element of who you created him to be, to stand up inside of him. And he cried from the depths of his being for this God. And you spoke to him face to face. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, here in this modern times, we want the same, oh God. We want to hear your voice. We want to speak to you face to face. Your people need encounters. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, touch us this morning, oh God, your body. Touch us, oh Lord God, and help us to respond like Moses did. Yes, Lord. In this moment, touch each and every person that is under the sound of my voice, oh Lord God. And I pray also that even this recording, oh Father, in Jesus' mighty name, let there be an anointing on it, oh Lord, that it will travel, oh God. And let the anointing, oh God, let it speak to many, oh Lord, many, oh Lord Jesus. As they hear the words, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, let them be transitioned into relationship, into fellowship, into commitment. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Lovely, wonderful Spirit of the living God. Our guide, our teacher, our friend, our helper. Oh, we adore you this morning. Oh, we thank you that you, for your tangible presence that we're feeling. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your blood. Yes, Lord. We honor, we praise you, and we thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that was very...
Thank you.